Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor with Smallwood Wealth Management, located in Red Bank, New Jersey. Hope everybody's doing great today. Today, we're going to delve into an interesting topic. I recently moved, and as you begin to pack, you realize how many junk drawers you actually have in your house. I always assumed you had one, maybe two junk drawers. And a junk drawer is really interesting because the junk drawer basically has the go-to things in it. It might have the bottle opener, it might have the screwdriver, the wrench, the you know, the one tool that fixes everything. And as I was packing and moving for, you know, getting ready to move for weeks, the, the whole concept of the junk drawer kind of took on a whole new perspective because we've been in the house for, you know, 13, 14 years, uh, four kids, you know, my wife, we all, what I discovered is we all actually had our own junk drawer and sometimes two or three of those junk drawers. And as I was putting out my boxes and I take a drawer and, you know, go sift through it, you found an amazing amount of stuff inside of these junk drawers. Some stuff that you forgot about, pictures that you forgot about, tickets to shows that you forgot about. And there was a phenomenon the way our cabinets were built in the kitchen that you could keep putting stuff in and it seemed to hold it. But the reality is it kind of went up and behind the drawer, but the drawer was still closed beautifully. It was a really weird thing. So as you took the drawer out, there's actually a lot more stuff than I really thought was in there. And the house is impeccable and neat and, and the whole thing. So it's really funny. What it brought me back to is early in my career, Robert Castellone of Executive Asset Management had in his training was talking about the financial junk draw and that everybody has you know, a junk draw and everybody has a financial junk draw. And what he would say is that people's financial lives are in disarray and that their financial plans are actually in what's called junk draw fashion. You know what's in the draw, but you don't know what the pieces are. You don't know if it's good or bad. You don't know if it's the appropriate thing. It's not coordinated. It's not integrated. And that was really a formative part of my career. And, you know, over the 30, 29 plus years that I've been in this industry, every financial plan is in junk draw. We know we have components of our financial strategy. We might have corporate benefits. We might have, visualize that for a second, your financial life versus your junk draw. As you begin to think about it, there are so many pieces to your financial strategy. Some of them that you own are wonderful. Some of them are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Them. Some of them have been forgotten. There's missed opportunities. There's missed benefits. There's double coverage. There's non-collaboration of advisors. It's a whole series of things that make up this junk draw concept. What I, as I began to talk to people through the junk draw concept, and at first people were like, no, I don't have one. And then I was getting texts of photos of, yeah, here's my junk draw and here's my top three things in my junk draw. Screwdriver, bottle opener, tape. Another person had duct tape. Another person had a complete, you know, set of glasses in their junk drawer, which, you know, the readers, you know, the ones that, you know, they had all the different variations of, they had like 25 of them. That was their biggest thing in the junk drawer. They knew that was their glass drawer. It was really 
their glasses draw, but it became all the important stuff, the glasses, the readers, basically, <laughs> were all in the same spot, right? So weaving this conversation together, one of the things I think is really important is that we all have one. We might have three or four. A good friend of mine sent me a picture of his junk drawer on his boat. You know, it was the fix-it knife that, you know, or the knife that he could get rid of anything if he needed to, the bottle opener so he could open up his wine, a couple screwdrivers, the little key to open up the gas tank on his boat, and then the head discharge cap, you know. So all this stuff is available. I think what we want to do is you really want to think about your junk draw from your financial life. And one of the things that's popular out there, you know, what's in your junk draw? I'd love to know what's in your junk draw. I'd love to know, you know, what are the things in your financial plan that are in what you believe to be in junk draw fashion, quoting Castellone. The idea that in our financial planning process, one of the, one of the most important parts of the plan you know, begins with the conversation, you know, really talking about you, your family, your income, your job, your career, your business, your taxes, your savings rate, where it's going, your debt structures, the efficiency of the debt structures, your lifestyle numbers, where your current assets are, what your future liabilities are, such as, you know, college and, you know, maybe an inheritance, maybe you got to take care of a family member, and then how the wealth is protected. And that conversation is something that is, I don't think most advisors or most people have the opportunity to talk to an advisor that same way. Okay. We think that's really powerful because I think what people really understand is that this macro approach to what we're trying to accomplish for the financial plan is something that is unique and different. After that, it's, Take the junk drawers, put them in boxes, your financial junk drawers, bring them in, sift and sort through them, organize them, look at them. And our wealth curve blueprint is really designed to take that junk drawer fashion and organize it in a manner so that maybe for the first time in your life, you really understand all the aspects of your financial plan. You understand how, where your income sources are. I can't tell you how many people during my wealth curve conversation really have no clue the amount of taxes that they paid in the last 12 months. And we start talking about it, federal tax, you know, FICA tax, Medicare tax, state level taxes, right? New Jersey income tax. And there's a whole series of other taxes that we're paying that are in your consumption, but just those four taxes, most people do not have a really a good clue of what they've actually paid. The accountant prepares a document. They, you know, they either write a check or get a check back or defer to next year. And that is something that, but, you know, is it strategic? Is it what you should be paying in taxes? My, my contention is that as long as the financial strategy stays in, in financial juncture status, as long as it's unorganized, you're most likely paying more taxes. And if you're paying more taxes than you should, every dollar that you pay in taxes is going to something that's really doesn't have to. So it has what, what we call an opportunity cost on it. You've lost it. Not only have you lost the dollar, you've lost the potential of that dollar in your future. And for many of you listening to this podcast, that could be tens of thousands of dollars per year, if not hundreds of thousands 
of dollars, depending upon your income and your structure. This key to the blueprint is you need a way to continually update this and kind of sift through the junk drawer. I, I literally have a kitchen junk drawer one box, a kitchen junk drawer two box, kitchen junk drawer three box. In my desk at the house, you know, there was a junk drawer in there. In my kids' desks, there were junk drawers. In the dining room, in the in the cupboard, you know, in the in the hutch, there's a junk drawer. You know, of dining room stuff, Thanksgiving stuff, uh, Christmas past stuff that you used to decorate. A couple of things I want to do with the podcast is I would love to know what's in your junk drawer. I would love to know, literally not your financial junk drawer, but your junk drawer. I'd love to see a post. We were thinking about doing a Facebook post. If you go to our Facebook page, the Smallwood Wealth Management Facebook page, we'll put up a junk drawer caption and people can post and you know, talk about what's in their junk drawers. I think it would just be funny. But more importantly, the reality is, you know, your financial strategy needs to be organized. It needs to be cleaned out on a regular basis. And that's my takeaway. While I thought we cleaned our junk drawers on a regular basis, my, the reality was we didn't. You get busy. You get doing with the kids, running here, running there, which is, you know, what I'll be doing this weekend, running, you know, to a couple different kid events. It's, you know, life is, life is long and life is short, right? And I think getting the financial plan in the best possible organization that we possibly can, delving into the blueprint, delving into the coordination and really understanding what you have, I think is a worthy process in itself before you even get to financial strategy. You know, there is a possibility that your financial plan, when it's organized, may be perfect. That's why we've developed a scorecard, which is, you know, a target towards what we call a great financial strategy. It's a target. It's hard to get to because of the way you earn your money, the way your current assets are, the tax liabilities that may or may not be there. There's a lot of hurdles. And the key is it's a target. You're going towards something. There's principles, there's guidance, there's structure, there's can I make it to that next level, right? Can I sustain my current level of lifestyle in retirement? Will I be able to maximize my social security benefits? Will I be able to maximize my pension benefits? Will my pension be here? Will, will my withdrawal rate be too high with my lifestyle? Will the sequence of returns destroy my plan? Will Medicare expenses, will long-term care expenses, home health care expenses, waiver you know, waivers on certain things. I was just having a conversation with somebody about their mother's long-term care, and it had a waiver premium if you're in a long-term care facility, but if you were getting home health care, you still had to pay the premium, which kind of, you know, the nuance in the contract, which is really annoying, okay? But it's how do we know that our plan is really on track, and how do we know where we're going and most financial plans the way i see them are you know they're long-winded you know they don't take into account volatility adjusted returns they don't take into account taxation they don't take into account planned obsolescence and technological change they don't take into account so many of the factors that are going to be you know that are going to destroy your wealth and they're you know they're narrow they're now i call it the narrow focus planning trap you know you're focused on one thing and it's not that one thing that's going to take you out. It's all the other stuff that's going to 
take you out. So the success, the way we want to do this is that the success comes from having multiple one-year plans, as many one-year plans as you possibly have. Go 12 months, look back, what happened? Where are we? What's going on in my life? What are my pressures? How do I minimize that financial pressure? Financial pressure is all these things that we're talking about, increased taxation, rising interest rates, decreasing interest rates, put pressure on a lot of things too, because you know, when I started in the industry, interest rates in the bank were 9%. Today, they you know, pop back down below 2%. Again, they were up on some of the great accounts. They're up around 2%. And you know, the trend is that they're going to be coming back down. You know, a million dollars in the bank in 1990 was paying about, you know, eight or let's call it 8%, was paying $80,000 worth of interest. And the tax rate was a little bit lower than it was today. You know, fast forward 30 years, 29 years, and you have quite an interesting, you know, a million dollars is buying 18,000, tax rates higher, and inflation has destroyed you. So you're forced it into principle. So, you know, rising interest rates, lowering interest rates, there's a lot of dynamics. And the way we visualize this is if I pull one string, change a variable, change the interest rate in your plan, change the withdrawal rate, change the savings rate, change the tax rate, the outcome of the plan changes. And that's why these long, you know, long tail, you know, long winded financial strategies saying, oh, at, uh, you know, I can remember, you know, I have clients coming in today, you know, early on in my career, we'd have these, you know, at 70 years old, you're going to have $28 million, you know, based upon what you're doing, because you were using assumptions that were 100% wrong, 100% wrong, never going to happen. Clients are successful, but not the way the math leads you down the road, right? So the success comes from all the variables are changing. And I say these financial plans are 100% wrong. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do one. What it means is that the, the success in the plan comes from creating great structure, implementing that plan, making sure that your protection is the best that it possibly can, making sure that the strategies that you're deploying are not only reducing today's taxes, but not throwing you into a much higher bracket in the future that your risk levels are controlled, your fees and your costs are controlled, your future fees and costs are controlled, your savings rate is optimal, your withdrawal rate is optimal if you're retired, your, all your insurance coverages are optimized you know, for the level of wealth that you have, your documents, your state documents, your ownership documents, all that stuff is so powerful. And then Importantly, can I maximize the income in retirement and still pass on the maximum amount to my family? Those seven or eight variables that I just went through are the keys to a successful plan. I believe the only way to get that done is to make a really good plan and constantly check to see where you are. And that's the process of what we're doing. And I always you know, to get started, it's a simple, simple process. You might be listening to this and you're a client. We haven't seen each other in a while. Let's get a catch-up call. Let's redo your blueprint. If you're a new person listening to this and you want to get started, or even an existing client, you can request a copy 
of one of my books called, you know, the one that's out right now is Five Ways Your Wealth Under Attack. You can get a free copy. We'll send it to you with no obligation. We won't hound you. We'll send it to you. And then if you want to set up a conversation, the Wealth Curve conversation is a, you know, 20 to 30 to 40 minute conversation about you, your plan, what you want to achieve, what your concerns are for you and your family, and, you know, determining whether or not we can be of assistance to you and help you. That conversation for most people when they get off the phone is they wish they had this years ago. They didn't know that it existed. Now that they know, they're sharing it with their friends and family. And then from there, based upon the outcome of that conversation, we move into a longer term conversation where we start talking about your scorecard. Where are you on the savings rate? Hey, we notice your tax rate is high. It's 31%. What can we do to get that tax rate down? And it depends upon whether you're a business owner, you're a corporate executive, you know, who are you? That's going to dictate a lot of the strategies that we're going to implement for you. So go on our website, request a free copy of our book, give us a call, send us an email, set up a, a time with us to have a conversation. Go to our Facebook page for Smallwood Wealth Management. Look for the post with what's in your financial junk drawer or what's in your junk drawer and have some fun. Tell us what's in your what's in your junk drawer. It's exciting. It's a look. I think it's a great, you know, just go clean your your real junk drawer in your kitchen. See what you find and organize it and see how long it stays organized. Thank you for listening today. Hopefully you found this of value. If you did, share it. If you didn't find it of value, please share it because somebody else might. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax legal or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.